Welcome once again to the Stupid Sexy Podcast. It's like our podcast is nothing at all. So, Dan, are you ready to talk politics? Well, I mean, not like the 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 bullshit of bureaucracy. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, CKCC Radio has a no politics rule. However, the rule can be broken if the thing you're reviewing involves politics. And unfortunately, this is a politically based episode of The Simpsons. But we're going to spin it into a positive because The Simpsons knows how to satire everything perfectly, including American politics. Now, I think they do a better job with Citizen Kang for satirizing, but this is not a bad effort. However, I will probably say this is more than likely my least favorite second season episode. I don't know what your opinion is, Dan, but I guess we'll figure that out as we go along here. It's, uh... Yeah, I have no idea. Um... Well, we'll figure it out here. But yes, this is... I mean, it's like, it's not a feel-good episode. It's not a, like a fun episode, but I think it's uh, important. Well, it gets the point across is so yes we're going to review season two episode four titled although it was the first it was supposed to be the first episode or it was like the first episode that they started making or something like that. pretty much yeah it's a uh, production coded to be the first episode of the season and this is called two cars in every garage and three eyes on every fish it was planned to be the season opener. They decided to focus a little more on Bart. So, let's review this politically charged episode, and then we'll uh, reflect on it afterwards. Kicks off with Bart and Lisa barefoot fishing. And all the, all the production like pictures for this episode, they always have Bart holding up the fish in front of the power plant, except... Him and Lisa both have shoes on, but it's that it's blue shirt Bart that they always use in production photos, and like Bart never wore a blue shirt ever. He doesn't even have he has like an off red or sometimes orange shirt in these episodes, but he never wore the blue shirt except on t shirts and crap like that. Like I don't even think the Tracy Ullman show Bart had a blue shirt on. So I really don't know where blue shirt Bart came from, but maybe we should look into that. Good old blue shirt. So they're fishing with their Animal Crossing New Horizons flimsy rods that break after you catch ten fish. Mm. <laughs> this this episode like does not this episode goes right to it because it's like, hey, we're fishing. Hey, there's some guy here. Yeah. Hey, I'm a, a guy from the EPA. Wait a minute, you caught a fish. That's cool. Wait, that fish has three eyes. It's basically, the whole first two minutes of the episode right and then there. straight to like straight to a bunch of freaking newspaper headlines right <laughs> like literally right away by the way i uh i messed up and i forgot to mention the two things we always mention the couch gag and the the chalkboard again bart will not xerox his butt that's a lie and uh there are there is an alternative chalkboard gag that airs with this episode, which is it's potato, not potato, with the T-O-E at the end, 
which is a reference to Dan Quayle, who was vice president at the time, because this show aired when George Herbert Walker Bush was president. Yeah, we were on... It's, it's kind of crazy to think that we were on number 41. We're on 45 now. And, like... What, the Simpsons has been around for two Bushes, Clinton, Obama, and now Trump. And if Trump gets voted out of office, Simpsons will be around for another president because they're still going. Like, think about how crazy that is, that this show has seen that many presidencies. We're like, now you watch Rick and Morty and you're like, this show aired when Obama was still president? Because you realize that the first season aired years ago and it took forever. But yeah, The Simpsons has been consistently airing through several different presidents. Yeah. In fact, they they in fact, no, I don't think the Ullman shorts were around for Reagan cuz Reagan was 88 and I don't think they're that old. And if they are, even better. <laughs> I think it might be. Uh and when they jump on the couch, the couch rolls out into a sleeper sofa. Yes. Which they and all stretch like perfectly. Yeah, which they they infamously do a joke about about that. But yeah, they're fishing. Bart lands the three-eyed fish. And Dave Shutton, the reporter, with his EPA connections, is just like, that's not supposed to be. And then here's all the newspaper headlines. EPA! 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 The best part is uh, Bart, like, saves all those newspaper headlines that he gets to be part of. He has, like, a scrapbook of them, which I think was kind of cool. Yep, so he catches the three-eyed fish and realizes that's coming from the power plant. So I love how uh, there's already an argument, like, right away, because the governor is going to launch an investigation, and the Simpsons are Mary Mary Bailey supporters, who is the governor of their state. I don't know what state that is. I don't know. It's their state. It's their state. Have you heard the, um, the any state joke? There's a, if you actually look on the license plates, there's an abbreviation and it's, uh, I can't remember what it is. I think it's like, it's like ES or NS or something. It's something that isn't actually a state abbreviation, but it's supposed to stand for like every state or any state or your state or something like that. I'd have to look it up. I don't know it off the top of my head and I'm not going to go typing away, but if you guys look that up, they, there is an actual reference to that, that they do make Springfield can be anywhere. It's the most common city name in America, which is why it was chosen. So, and of course, my, my favorite gag here is that Homer's, Homer's all upset because of President's Day. Because he wants two paid holidays for Washington and Lincoln's birthday. And is bragging about how much he works his butt off for it. And then they're like, you're going to be late. And he goes, uh, somebody will punch in for me. And then when he does get there late, he's upset because there's only plain cake donuts left. So maybe if he got to work on time, there'd be better donuts. But uh, but yeah, Burns is about to get hit with violations because the government inspection show. And like right away, they turn on their Geiger counters and they all start going off like crazy. I'm sure that's some uh, you know, classic background radiation. <laughs> and they're just like, it, it's all the, it's, it's the little stuff at first. Like there's a crack in the coolant seal. And then there's a plutonium rod being used as a paperweight. And then the radioactive acid drips right through the guy's clipboard. He's like, that's always been there. And then they're just standing in a pool. (laughs) 
Uh, can I see you in my office, Inspector? Oh, look, someone's carelessly left thousands and thousands of dollars on this table. Perhaps, uh, if we leave the room, the money will be gone. <laughs> oh, look, Smithers, the money and this very stupid man are still here. He's, like, literally shoving the money in the guy's pockets. And he's like, Mr. Burns, I've hit you with 342 violations. So get up to code or we're shutting you down. And he's like, okay, well, that can't cost too much. Smithers, how much is that going to cost? And Smithers does the math. And he's like, uh, $56 million, sir. So Burns just gets drunk. Gets drunk. Okay, by the way, I was just looking up. Tracy Ullman show, April 87. Simpsons were on the third episode. So, yes. There you go. Simpsons existed during Reagan administration. God. Reagan, Bush, Clinton, Bush Jr., Obama, Trump. And then, and if Trump gets reelected, will the Simpsons still be around in 2024 is the real question. I kind of hope not, actually, because, like, they really need to end. Didn't they, like, announce that they were starting to wind up? Finally, or like I honestly legitimately hope so. Like, I, th I think they've they're signed on for like 32 seasons and then they're going to start wrapping up. They they should because I really want to do Simpsons as a reflection. And imagine how cool it would have been if the Simpsons actually ended with uh, Holidays of Future Past like it was supposed to. And then like now in 2020, they could have done like a Simpsons reunion episode and it would have been like Parks and Rec. And been a big deal because they did a reunion show. Like, I would have enjoyed that. But, you know. Can't do a reunion show if you won't go away. Also, Family Guy in South Park should end too. But I don't think either of that's happening. So yeah, Burns is distraught. He even exits the plant in, like, the horribly filled hallways with the radioactive rats and everything. And... Homer is still sleeping at his position. <laughs> and he calls Marge. He's like, oh, yeah, it's, sorry it's so late, but it's been a, yeah, these 12-hour days are killing me. And he just kind of giggles and walks off. And he finds Burns, who apparently drives in this episode. Yeah, apparently. Uh, yeah, he's just distraught behind the wheel of his car. And Homer's like, well, you know, Mr. Burns, if you were the governor, you could make all the rules. And he's like, all right, Simpsons, get in, and we're going to go change the world. Well, if it's uh, on the way past my house, can you drop me off? Yeah. So the only way for Burns to, instead of spending $56 million, he's going to spend, well, he'll still spend millions to run for governor so he can just do whatever he wants. So, because, yeah, because he's like, Homer, you couldn't. Run for governor, it takes millions. Well, you could do that, sir. Well, it's like instead of paying $10,000 to fix your car, you pay $15,000 for a new car. Yeah, exactly. It's basically what it is. <laughs> well, no, nobody said Mr. Burns was a smart character, but... That's just one less ivory back scratcher. <laughs> that was a great callback joke, too. So... Marge is kind of upset that Homer's boss is running for for governor because she's like, we're Bailey boosters in this house. And I don't want Burns doing that. And he's just like, well, I have to because Mary Bailey's not going to fire me. Yeah. 
And of course, well, he's uh, the one who gave him the idea. Well, it which also is probably something he never told his family. Pretty much, yeah. The uh, actually running because of me. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, yeah. He, I don't. I don't think that ever comes to pass. But uh, so uh, they they're doing like the 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 signs outside the house and everything. They've got a, uh, you know, they've got the the Bailey signs and. He's got the Burns sign, and of course, Bart's wearing the My Dad Told Me to Vote for Monty Burns t-shirt. So he's just kind of going along with it. I mean, they do establish in the show as a whole, we all know that Lisa ends up being a liberal-minded character. Uh, Homer seems to do whatever is popular. Like, he supports Burns in the conservative side, but then they've also done the joke where he wanted to vote for Obama instead of McCain. Which I think was more of a shot at Fox than Homer being political, but like I said, The Simpsons satirizes both sides of it, and I think they do it brilliantly. So, I also like Burns's political advisor team, where he's got like on one side of the table are the people who are actually going to help him, and the other side are all designed to just destroy his opponent. Which to me is probably very accurate of how political campaigns work. Because isn't that like the the big the big thing with politics is like I'm not telling you why you should vote for me. I'm telling you why you shouldn't vote for the other one. It's really funny because like we've because you know it's happening already, right? It's in real life for us for even local elections, and it's so funny to see like the anti ads where they start the ad with one thing and then they they then two seconds later they're saying something different based on the same quote. Yeah, it's... So he's like, I don't think we should be using tax money on this. And then they're like, blah, 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 thinks blee, blee, blee should just die. <laughs> it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He said we should be using tax money on a thing. He didn't say. <laughs> I think, uh... I know, they're they're so bad. And... and it's just like, it is in the same commercial. They're like two seconds apart. It's so weird. The best is you'll see, like, the one for, like, the president where it's the president it's a presidential campaign ad so it's like professionally done and then you see the one that's for like the local mayor <laughs> that you can tell was shot in like the local high school <laughs> Mick Murray is a piece of shit yeah. <laughs> Mick Murray your wife's a 10 but because she's with you she drops down to about a 5 oh, oh I'm not I'm gonna find you we will be doing a podcast about that at some point, because that show is amazing. Everybody watch Letterkenny. So yeah, uh, the best part is uh, is all of Burns' polling, where it's like, we've shown you're up 6%. He goes, cool, how much of the vote do I have? Uh, 6%. <laughs> so he literally comes from scratch. So they do the, uh, the TV commercial, which is... Uh, which he almost blows because he's talking shit right when they go on the air. Which but is then... a classic, classic go-to uh, joke for that kind of thing. I like, I like that it's like the old folks' home and the bar flies and the Simpsons family. So it's like all the different people that are going to be affiliated like this. Like Barney's like, oh, an election. Doesn't that mean they're going to close the bars? And the old people won't turn the channel because they're arguing over which one of them turned it last. So they just force themselves. Well, I guess to we're watch just it. gonna sit here and watch it. 
So, of course, the whole thing is Burns is just defending Blinky's existence because Blinky's the reason he's he's in this position in the first place. And he goes, here's an actor portraying Charles Darwin. He's like, that's right. Nature sometimes blesses a creature with a new appendage. And if it's great, then they thrive. He's just like, ah, yes. So Blinky, with his third eye and a taste that can't be beat, which is a callback that's going to happen later. So yeah, the, uh, he runs his smear campaign, and it actually works because Barney, Barney and Moe get behind him. Grandpa and Jasper get behind him. And, of course, even Homer is kind of like, oh, this is good, but you're not swaying Marge and Lisa. But it works. He's Now he's tied with Mary Bailey in the polls. But they're like, we need to get you that edge. Oh, did you also notice that uh, he makes the, the obvious elephant reference? Where he's just like, if, if you saw an elephant like this, you would be upset about what it looked like. And I'm like, oh, I get it because he's a Republican. We have to throw the symbolism in there. And if you don't think that of Mr. Burns would have been a Republican, then you're not paying attention to The Simpsons. I also, I think Burns in the later episodes, when they do like the, the Springfield Republican like headquarters, I'm pretty sure Burns is the leader of it. Because they're the ones that get uh, Sideshow Bob elected. That's a good political episode, too, when Sideshow Bob becomes uh, mayor. Runs against Diamond Joe. What oh. When about when uh, Sergio Bob becomes the mayor of some town in like Italy or whatever? Oh yeah, and then uh, he he did it to literally get away from the Simpsons, and they show up anyway. Because that's how it works. Uh, good old. Well, uh, you I probably had everybody when I said Sideshow Bob episode was good. You don't say. Yeah, I know, right? So they're like, so how are we going to put you over the edge? Well, it's easy. Go have dinner with the average American family. So they're like, find a common man. And, of course, there's Homer eating a donut and burping. He's just a common man. Yep. He's not working hard or with his hands. Yeah, but redneck fucking, that's all right. (laughs) So, of course, Marge is just incensed by this because she's a Bailey supporter and they're being used as tools for Burns' election. So the guys come in to prep the family. Oh yeah, they've got the questions on the cards and everything. They're all getting makeup. Oh, and she won't, she literally moves away from him in bed to the point where she's on the floor. I won't snuggle with anybody who's not letting me express myself. He's like, you do express yourself. You take care of the house and you have meals to serve the family and that's what actually triggers the events of what's to come so of course they're they're doing the whole thing he's like you have to answer these questions and lisa comes up with her own and he's like you can't answer that question you got to do the one on the card and now that he's actually doing it because he keeps screaming about lowering taxes which is literally every political campaign ever where everybody's always like, we're going to lower taxes, and then nobody ever does. Ever. They only, you know, they only raise it. Taxes always get raised. Yeah, that's that's one of them. That's one of them political promises that I just falls on deaf ears to me. Like, 
What's their tax policy? Oh, it doesn't matter. They're raising it, so I'm not even paying attention to that. Advisor's like, yes, here we go. You have clinched the election. And even after Lisa answers a question that she calls inane, she's just like, I can't believe this. And Marge is like, Lisa, you're going to learn a lot tonight. And one of those things is to give your mother the benefit of the doubt. And here comes the main course, and it's poor Blinky. Now, I feel bad about this, that they cooked Blinky to eat to eat him. Oh, Blinky's, and Blinky's been dead for like three weeks. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, and of course the campaign guy is like, oh yeah, eat it and rub your tummy like it's so good. But Burns takes one bite and spits it out, and that's what everybody focuses on. Slow-mo the, spit. The, the slow-mo spit, and all the cameras are rushing. And they even say that like, <laughs> that like Burns spits out his chance of election and he tanks in the polls. Mary Bailey gets reelected, and Burns has failed, all because he couldn't swallow the fish. It all came back to bite him in the butt. But you got to give a lot of credit to Marge. As Marge knew the way to prevent whether or not you would have agreed or not with Burnsy's politics. You, you got to give it to Marge. She found a way to get her way in the end. The best part is when they're like, yep, you're done. And he just starts trashing the, the family room. He's like, Smithers, turn over this table for me. Uh, Mr. Burns, shut up, Simpson, and smash something. And Lisa's just like, uh, you know, destroying our meager possessions won't change anything. He's like, you're right, Smithers, let's go home and destroy something tasteful. <laughs> and then he's like, Simpson, I will dedicate the rest of my life to making sure your dreams are never fulfilled Burns, Homer's like I don't like that Marge is like dude all your dreams are is having seconds on dessert and snuggling at night <laughs> no single man can take that away from you well it doesn't matter because like in an episode or two later they're semi chumming again <laughs> of course <laughs> yeah so <sighs> good old uh it's my least favorite episode of the season just because it's not the most exciting one. But like I said, I give credit where credit's due. And if you're going to satirize politics, you could you don't really do much better than The Simpsons because they and know satirize the process. They and they take shots at, every, at all of their future references to like Republicans and Democrats are fucking hysterical. Like I don't even care which side you fall on. It's it really is funny to watch them satirize it because. They know exactly how to hit everybody's buttons. Simpsons takes no punches. Simpsons even does that with religion. Like, yes, they're the only family going to church, but they mock the Christian faith pretty hardcore, while also simultaneously mocking Jews, atheists, Buddhists. I mean, they, they do the whole gambit. Simpsons is an equal opportunity insulter, just like South Park, but because the Simpsons isn't in your face about it, I think that's why people let them get away with stuff. Where, like, South Park is controversial... Because South Park literally had a giant douche and a turd sandwich representing the political parties. But uh, but for The Simpsons, I think they get away with it more because they're not outright... They're not being outright insulting. They're just being clever. But we'll leave that one up to y'all to decide. Let's do some trivia here. So... In the car that Mr. Burns is singing, do you know the song that he is singing? 
Would you like to know what it is? What was it? So I can't pronounce it because it's foreign. It's Hungarian. I think it's Zumaru Vassersnap. It would be how you pronounce it. Translated as Gloomy Sunday, and it is a Hungarian suicide song. Mm, fun. Yes, exactly. Fun for the whole family. So, although Blinky was fictional at the time, I think a lot of people remember this, but in 2011, in Argentina, near a local nuclear power plant, a sea wolf fish was found that had three eyes, and they went to determine whether or not the mutation came from being exposed to the nuclear power plant water. Simpsons did it first. Get good. Yeah, get good, Argentina. Jeez. Um, we did mention that Blinky is in Homer's Odyssey. It was actually that design of the fish that prompted the writers to be like, we need to give him a whole episode. So they did. We mentioned that the rerun is the uh, the infamous potato spelling. Uh, Vice President Dan Quayle corrected a student's spelling of potato at an elementary school spelling bee in Trenton, New Jersey on June 15, 1992 and said it was spelled P-O-T-A-T-O-E which became the very infamous joke of Dan Quayle not being able to spell potato. Even and, though it's technically correct too. <laughs> technically correct too. And that was June 15th, 92 and on June 25th, 92 they redid those opening credits. So they didn't waste any time. Literally 10 days later. Yes. Uh, we did Chop mention... him up, boil him, put him in a stew. <laughs> I love that's that's the, like the only potato joke you can make when you hear potato. Potato. Thanks, Sam. What is taters? Due to Bart's popularity, that's why Bart gets an F aired first. Although this was scheduled to air first, um, I think that was probably the right decision. Like if if you really think about it, I think they made the right decision there. So, of course, there's a scene where Burns is driving a tank, and that's mimicking Michael Dukakis's 1988 presidential campaign. So they got a couple of references in there. Uh, Mr. Burns' argument that the fish is a product of natural selection is validated by himself spitting the fish out. Because tasty fish are more likely to be eaten by predators than bitter-tasting fish. However, because he claimed the taste can't be beat, that's what caused his downfall. If he had never said that, he probably would have won with his evolutionary argument. And this is the first time we learn what the C in C. Montgomery Burns stands for, and that's Charles. Charles Montgomery Burns. And do you all know where the title came from? Two cars in every garage. Classic classic uh uh political thing about yep. that the herbert average hoover. yeah mr we could use a man like herbert hoover again a chicken in every pot and a car in every garage was herbert hoover's 1928 campaign slogan herbert hoover probably would have been a good president if it wasn't for the market crash which he got the blame for even though i'm pretty sure it was calvin coolidge that caused that but it is it is crazy to find like stuff like there's stuff that like Obama and even Trump get blamed for, which is shit that when it was back in Bill Clinton's day coming around, coming yeah. back around. But it's like, nope, it's Obama's fault. 
<laughs> oh yeah, you can actually you can trace that stuff like Bush. Oh, that's Trump's fault. It's like actually, that shit that shit's just coming back around from twenty years ago when it was put into <laughs> play by Bill Clinton. <laughs> I always I always did get amused by that. Like you have to actually look at the year. Can't like a lot of economic stuff takes like two years to take effect. So like if any, because I remember there was like a big economic oh yeah that big economic crash that happened in 2009 obama got the blame for it but if you actually traced it it came from bush and the same thing happened when bush first started there was an economic downfall that spiraled in because of clinton but then like if there's you know but you know you can't argue with some people it's about you go for the quick fix and then you realize 10 20 years later sometimes that it's not sustainable this is about as political as we get on this show, guys. We apologize for that, but well, hey, also... we just dumped on both sides. Well, we're not taking uh, uh, si- we're not taking sides. We just, we're spitting truth. We just dumped on both sides on the behalf of both sides. Exactly. <laughs> but that's that's just it. We're not taking sides. We're spitting truth, y'all. Oh, and did you notice what was next to uh, in Bart's scrapbook when he put in the article with him and the fish? The two. What uh, one said Vandal decapitates town statue, and the other one said, "Who is Alberto?" Yeah, we haven't had Alberto yet. No, and this is the first episode of the series to be rated TV fourteen. You know, like eight years later <laughs> when they started doing that. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, the only other real trivia about this episode is that is that Maley Bailey was named after. I keep saying Maley. It's a tongue twister. But uh, Donna Reed's character from It's a Wonderful Life is named Mary Bailey. That's where they got the name from. And she does. And even though she's the governor of the state and is still in power in 2002 and 2005 when these episodes air, you really don't see her a lot. Although she's been in Barton Lisa versus Third Grade and The Seven Beer Snitch, which are, again, those are 2000s episodes. But also, Joe Quimby is still the mayor. And also, nobody ages, so. So, you know. But that's The Simpsons for you. Uh, it's it's not the best politically charged episode. It's just the first one. I still think it's the weakest episode of the second season, but I can't really say that I hate the episode. I'm not a fan of it, though, and if it's if it was on, like, if, I'm wa- if I was watching a rerun of The Simpsons and this is the episode that was on, I generally turned it off. So, what do you think, Dan? It's only, it's the fourth episode. We'll find out how it ranks later. Exactly. But thank you guys for tuning in to more Stupid Sexy Podcasts. Of course, uh, I know you guys were probably like, too many politics, man. And you know what? I can even stipulate to that, that too many politics, man, is just not fun. But... It is a necessary episode. The next episode we're going to review, though, is called Dance and Homer. And it's going to be, we're finally going to talk about some baseball, which is fun because baseball is back as we record this. Homer becomes the mascot. And I'm a big fan of that. By the way, uh, did you notice uh, Bart's prayer? We pay for all stuff ourselves, so thanks for nothing, God. Like, uh, good old Bart, the lovable scamp who fortunately didn't get strangled, or that might have been a big problem <laughs> for uh, for good old Bernsey. Why do we all, 
Also, uh, Grandpa called Mr. Burns young blood. That's what this country needs, young blood. Love it. We'll be back next time with Dance and Homer, but thank you guys for tuning in. Check out everything on CKCC Radio. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. You can subscribe to us there. And also check out the Club Kayfabe Creative Community official YouTube channel where Dan and I are putting up new video content, including the Slideshow Show. So we've got some video content we're going to start producing, too. Don't forget to check out CKCC Online on Twitch to see some of Dan's streams. I'll be on there pretty soon. I've got some plans. And if you guys want patron-exclusive content, head on over to patron.com slash clubkfabe to grab that content. And I do want to thank everybody for your feedback on the watch-along. The preferred method would be to still do the episodes this way and do watch-alongs as a bonus. We will keep that in mind, but we'll probably do that for Treehouse of Horrors as well as other future episodes that we like. So you'll get two versions of it. You'll get the uh, the regular review, and then you'll get our actual running commentary on the episode where you can watch along with us. So thank you guys for your feedback, and keep supporting the show and this channel. That does it. For this week's edition of the Stupid Sexy Podcast, we'll see you next time. Girls like I'm podcasting nothing at all.